0: Heritage Park Baptist Church, we make apprentices to Jesus Christ. For more information about our church, please visit heritagepark.org. Good morning, Heritage Park family. Thanks for uh, joining us this morning. I'm on vacation, but a very exciting day. If you'll remember back in 2020, we sent several relief supplies over to Mount Pilgrim Baptist Church in Lake Charles after Hurricane Laura blew through there. We know what it's like. To suffer those kinds of um, devastations and tragedies. So we sent several things over, and we got to be friends with Pastor E. J. Kemper, and he is here today to preach, and I am excited for you to hear him. So let's warm it, warm up our voices a little bit. Say amen. amen. That was pretty terrible. Say amen. amen. Thank you. Say that's right. that's right. And now we're ready. Please give a warm Heritage Park welcome to E. J. Kemper. Amen. (laughs) And that's what friends are for. (laughs) Amen. Come on, give God some praise, please. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, you are good. Father, our prayer is simple. What we know not, teach us, Lord. What we have not, give us, Lord. What we are not, make us, Lord. Would you repeat after me? Lord, bless your people. Lord, bless your preacher. In Jesus' name. We pray, amen, 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 amen. So now the nerves are out. Praying always get the nerves out, amen. <laughs> I just want to, before I get started, I want to say thank you, first of all, to this great church for uh, the great ministry that you all uh, helped us do in the aftermath of uh, one of the greatest uh, natural disasters in our area that we've experienced in a long time. Um, from August to December, Uh, We were able to serve, on average, about 70 families a day. Uh, And I want you to know that each time that you all sent supplies our way, it was a time where we needed exactly what you all sent, amen? And so we are extremely, extremely grateful uh, for the fellowship between our churches and the partnership and being able to help those uh, who needed the love of Jesus Christ, amen, at that time in their life in a tangible way. Amen. So I want to say thank you um, to you for that. Um, But I I said this earlier and I want to say it again. One of the strangest things that happened is, you know, when you're going through that and you're going trying to rebuild your life and and these things, which I know you all know very well in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. Pastor Trent made me laugh so many times, (laughs) y'all. And, and you, you never know how much you need laughter, right? How much you need laughter into those moments where uh, you don't have anything else. And just being able to laugh in those moments was very powerful. I want to give some shout-outs to uh, Clint and Nina. Thank you for the great hospitality that she showed me on last night. Took me to Floyd, y'all, to eat. Had to- <laughs> Yeah, so you all know, right? <laughs> I told my wife uh, she was supposed to be with me. My son had football camp on this weekend, um, so uh, I told my wife we were celebrating our 17th year anniversary on this week, and I told her we need to go to Floyd's because they had they had the live uh, the live uh, music, uh, and the woman seemed to know every song from the '60s forward. <laughs> amazing, but I really appreciate the hospitality on last night, uh, Clint, Nina, and the beautiful sons. Amen. I want to give some shout-outs to some uh, dear friends of mine, uh, our very own Deacon Elijah Guillory, his wife and daughter, Namika, and Isabella. Thank you all for driving all this way to be with us. God bless you. God bless you. Also, a special shout-out to Tracy. Tracy uh, was one of uh, one of many who after In the aftermath of Hurricane uh, Laura and the devastation that had in, in her way, she found opportunities in this area, so she moved uh, to this area and i 'm so grateful that she 's here. Amen, you mean so much to a very faithful member of Mount Pierre who has made- This way now, God bless you, thank you so much for coming on on today. So you all have been preaching through the Sermon on the Mount, right. And we're going to continue that on today in Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 15 through 20. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through 20. I guess I better give some caveats before I preach on this morning. Uh, I had to do it in the middle of the sermon earlier, so I'll do it now, okay? Uh, You know, when your spirit gets full, you have a tendency to lose yourself. You know, you're lo- And you're supposed to, right? When your, spirit, when your spirit gets full of the spirit, you're supposed to lose yourself. Me, I lose grammar, right, amen? So, yeah. so, so I don't speak in tongues, but I do speak in Ebonics sometimes, amen? So, so just, just remember that, all right? Uh, and I'll, I'll guide you along the way, amen? <laughs> Listen to what it says. It says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, But inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Listen now. A good tree cannot bring forth evil evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Thus far the reading of the word of God. For a few moments this morning, I want to engage you in a conversation from this subject. Lend me your ear. Lend me your ear, speak Lord in this place. On last week, Pastor Trent taught you about two gates, right? He taught you, you all remember that? taught you about the narrow gate and he taught you about the wide gate, isn't that right? Uh, And so on this week, I want to teach you about another gate and this is the ear gate. The ear gate. Someone say, the ear gate. Friends, there are a lot of things vying for our attention. Isn't that right? There are a lot of things that's competing for for your ear. But Jesus, through... Through this teaching, this Sermon on the Mount, he's teaching us to be careful what you give your attention to, what you allow to enter into your life. I want to tell you that through our ears, we give people access to our lives. This is one of those demonic moments. Did you hear me when I said through our ears we give people access to our lives is there anyone here this morning that can confess just like me that there are some things that i give way too much attention to isn't that right that, that, that there are some things that i that I, I shouldn't be listening to that i listen to Anyway, there are some voices that I should not be listening to that I find myself listening to at times. And here's the warning of Christ. It is that through our ears, we give things access to our lives. And through this meager message this morning, I'm hoping that we will all become more discerning about who we give access to in our lives. So... If I was at Pilgrim, I would, I would say this. If I was at Pilgrim, I would say, I'm going to ask you some questions. I don't want you to answer out loud because I don't want you to lie in church. <laughs> All right? I don't want you to test a lie. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> so I'm, go- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask a few questions I don't want you to audibly answer, but I want you to do like Mary did. Put these things in your heart and ponder on them. Amen? Here's the first question. Who are you listening to? That's the first question. Who are you listening to? Look at the text now. Jesus says this in the text. He says, beware of false prophets. Did you hear it? Hear it again. Beware of false prophets. Now let's talk about that for a minute. What is a Prophet. What is a prophet? Many of us would say that a prophet is someone who made predictions about the future. But that's true, but it's not simply that. It's not only someone who made predictions about the future, but a a prophet was someone who claimed divine inspiration. It was someone, watch now, who claimed to speak for God. And Jesus is saying, beware of people claiming to speak for God. Jesus is saying, beware of people making predictions about what's going to happen in your life and you carrying out those predictions. Did you hear me what I said? He's saying, beware of people saying, God told me to tell you this. He's saying, beware of people saying God said when God did not say. Beware of people who say, God showed me this when God hadn't showed them a thing. And so, and so let me stick a pin right there. I'll pull over on this curve. I promise to keep the motor running. Let me tell you, this is why covenant community matters. This is why your membership at, at, at church matters. Why? Because this is the place that the Spirit of God has planted you in to receive the Word of God, to receive spiritual growth and maturity. But if I have a sneaky suspicion, if you here in Texas are like some of the people in Louisiana, you give more attention to people, to the YouTube preacher than you do to your own preacher in your church. You listen with with more attentiveness and and you listen more faithfully to those who have no investment in your life than you do to the very man of God or men of God that God has sent here to be your teachers and preachers. So many times, (laughs) yeah, we listen to the wrong voices. Here's, here's, Here's something that I want you to pay attention to what Jesus said. Jesus said, wolves... In sheep's clothing. Have you ever thought about that? Hear it again now. Hear it again now. Wolves in sheep's clothing. If the wolf is in sheep's clothing, then you cannot recognize the wolf by looking at it. How then will you recognize the wolf if it's in sheep's clothing? Jesus said when it opens its mouth. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because because sheep don't have the long fangs like the wolf. And Jesus is saying you ought to be able to recognize whether or not what someone is saying lines up with the word of God. Why? Because you've been spending time in the Word. You've been meditating in the Word. You you've been hearing the Sunday school lesson and not only being a hearer of the Word but a doer of the Word. So you recognize that what so and so is saying doesn't line up with what I believe. So let me ask you another question. This is one of those questions I don't want you to answer. Who's your prophet? Did you hear me what I just said? Uh, 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 Perhaps you're thinking right now that I mean, when I ask who's your prophet, that I'm asking you Um, Who's the person that claims to speak for God that has authority in your life that you're listening to? But let me just push it a little further and ask you this question. When I ask you who's your prophet, what I mean is this. What voice in your life have you given more credence, more influence over your life than God? Who's your prophet? For some of us, our prophet... Uh, you know, uh, the social media influencers, uh, TikTok influencers, the uh, Instagram celebrities. We listen to them more than we listen to the word of God. For some of us, it's our favorite uh, radio program or our favorite news commentator. We give more credence. They have more influence in our lives than the Word of God itself. See, if I was at Mount Pilgrim right now, I would say, see how quiet y'all got right there? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And uh, how, how can I put it? I, I love watching uh, the crime dramas, right? Like Dateline, am I the only one? Uh, guilty pleasure, like Dateline. And I love trying to figure out how the law enforcement officers are going to figure out this crime, right? Uh, and, and, and the other the other day, I was watching Dateline, and it was one of them. It was one of them good joints, right? Uh, it was one of them joints where, uh, you, you know, the, you can't figure it out. It was a it was a who done it man. It was it, it was like it was. I, mean, they not, I, I just don't think they're guilty. My wife like, yeah, they're guilty. I'm like, no, I don't think it was them. I think it was somebody else. They setting us up. You gotta watch. It's about to come right here. You know how the music started getting loud, and you like, here you go, right? And right then, my dad called. <laughs> I had to ask myself, am I going to um, answer the phone? <laughs> but in order for me to answer the phone, I had to mute the TV and talk to my dad. And y'all, I'm not talking about Dateline and I'm not talking about my dad, even though that's a true story. I'm saying that there are some voices in your life that you need to mute and talk to your father. Do do, do you understand what I'm saying? That there are some voices in your life that you need to turn up and other voices that you need to turn down. Now, can I ask you a question? This time I want you to answer. Are there some voices in your life that you need to put on mute? I'm talking about that voice that's telling you that your marriage can't make it. You need to mute that voice. Right? I'm talking about the voice that's telling you that this rough, turbulent patch that you're experiencing in your life is going to last always. You need to put that voice on mute and turn up the voice of God, the, the voice that says all things are possible with Christ. The voice that says that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are be called according to his purpose. That's the voice some of us need to turn up. Just let me say it like this. Everyone, hear me now. Everyone is not qualified to advise you. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Everybody is not qualified to be speaking into your life. Right? Now, right now, if I I were at Pilgrim, I I would say, someone say, prove it, preacher. And they would say, I'm glad you asked. Let me prove it to you. (laughs) Do you remember in Genesis? Do you remember in Genesis? God said one thing to Adam and Eve. But what was Eve doing? Eve was listening to unqualified advice from a snake. And ended up destroying her life. Her and Adam ended up destroying his life. Why? Because they were taking advice from snakes. How many of y'all? Hello. Been taking advice from snakes. How many of you have been taking advice from unqualified voices? Um, Lest I hold you long, let me go to my second question. Uh, This is a question I don't want you to answer. But I want you to ponder on it. Here it is. What ideas are shaping you? What ideas... Are shaping you. Jesus said a corrupt tree cannot produce anything other than corrupt fruit. Do you see it? A good tree cannot produce anything other than good fruit. Which leads me to ask you this question what ideas are shaping you? Hear it now. Hear it now. What I listen to shapes my mind and my mind shapes my actions and my actions shape my future if i was at pilgrim i would say facebook that tweet that instagram that snapchat that joint that's what What i listen to Shapes my mind and my mind shapes my actions and my actions shape my future. Now you already know that, right? You already know that. Why? Because you know what the word of God says. The word of God says life and death are in the power of the tongue. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that I speak things into existence. That's what the false prophets teach you. It's not that I speak things into existence. No, sir. And no, ma'am. Because, you know, they, they got folk that have been speaking things into existence all their life and ain't ever seen any of that. No, that's not what that verse means that verse means the power of words the power of ideas the power of, of people speaking certain things over you or into your life you gotta be careful who you allow to speak into your life because everybody speaking to you doesn't want what's best for you do you understand what i'm saying how many times has uh, you know you called that friend because you're going through a little something at your house and it was like girl I wouldn't put up with that (laughs) right if I was you I would leave him man if you know anything like I know you better (laughs) you better be careful listening to those voices right how many times have you been listening to the voice hey man let's just go out tonight we're gonna go out we're gonna stay out all night you know she ain't gonna be that mad (laughs) be careful who you let advise you why because ideas they shape us. Family, friends, hear me. We must be shaped by the word of God. We must be shaped by the word of God. This is what I want to encourage you with today. The the, the Bible says to do what? To be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Isn't that right? The, 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 the Bible tells us to be watched with the water of the word. And, and so so that, that means this, simply this. It, it means that we need to stop allowing the ideas of the world. That's what the Sermon on the Mount is about. That's what Pastor Trent, I heard him say it last week and the week before. You know, I watch every single week. I watch all y'all services every single week. And Pastor Trent says it over and over again. that And I preached it last year because we went through the Sermon on the Mount. And our series was called Kingdom Coach. Why? Because the culture of the kingdom is counter to the culture of the world. And we are called to live counter culture. And family, you need to hear what Pastor E is saying on this morning. That there are so many voices and so many ideas that are counter distinctive to who you and I are as Christians. And so, if the idea makes you hate folk that Jesus says you're supposed to love, then you need to stop listening to that voice. If they're making you act out in ways that are counter to what Jesus says, then you need to stop listening to that voice. But all too often, we compartmentalize our lives. And part of our lives we give to God. And the other part of our lives I keep for myself. But Jesus, be the Lord of our politics. Jesus, be the Lord of our families. Jesus, be the Lord of our communities. Jesus, be the Lord of our children. (laughs) Because if we're ever going to get beyond the hellish ways and the uncompromising ways that we see in this day and time, you know who is on? It's on you and I whose lives have been so radically transformed by the love of God. Can I tell you what I saw while we were doing the distribution? I, I saw it, We were, I saw it, and, and you can see it, you can see it, it's right there, if you would just look with your spiritual imagination, right there, look, that was a Mercedes Benz right here, and a hoodoo right behind it, y'all know what a hoodoo is? Show sure no, because some of us used to drive them, right? A hoodoo is a car that you, <clears throat> you know, you can barely get that joint to start, right? An obito car, you're just trying to make it from point A to point B, Right? But here's what I saw during the distribution. I saw Mercedes-Benz, Hoodoo, Cadillac, right? People from all social statuses, all walks of life who were in need. Nobody asked, was it a black church or a white church that was doing the distribution? In fact, some of the people who were in the car, some were white, Mexican, you know, all, all different of uh, races, all different ethnicities, all coming to receive the love of Jesus Christ. And what I'm trying to tell you family is that it's the love of Jesus Christ that will radically trans- transform this world. Can I, can you hear it again? Can you hear me again? Will you hear Christ again? Hear it family. You do not have to agree with a person's lifestyle to love them. <laughs> Did you hear me what I said? If I was at pilgrim, I don't, I'd be like this. <laughs> You do not have to agree with a person's lifestyle to love them. In fact, most of the people who were radically changed by the love of Christ during His earthly ministry were people who He looked beyond their faults and saw their need. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? And I'm trying to tell somebody here today, I apologize for getting a little loud, but that's my testimony. He looked beyond my fault and saw every one of my needs. When I was too so foolish to call upon Him, He saw my I need. When I was too foolish to say, Father, I stretched my hands to thee, he, he reached way down and pulled me up and opened my eyes, even in a time where my lifestyle didn't match his word. And I'm trying to tell you that if God can do it for you, he can do it for the wayward folk in our communities. If he can do it for you, then he can do it for our sons and daughters. And so while you don't agree with their lifestyle... You ought to love them anyway. Because what I want to tell you is this. You saying that lifestyle is sin. You know what it's going to do? It's going to make them stop talking to you. But if you can love on them, they'll want to listen to everything you got to say. Right? Here's the last thing. I made the mistake at the first service and I kept saying, I'm finished. <laughs> That's- that's old black preacher habit. <laughs> I'm done now. I'm finished now. And it was like uh, 42 I'm finishes later. <laughs> I was actually finished. But this time, I'm actually finished, y'all. Here it is. The last question is this. What fruit is being produced? Do you hear it? What fruit is being produced? Watch what the text says again. The text teaches us. We can determine the type of tree it is based upon the fruit that we see. Amen? So in reference to the false prophet, listen, listen now. We, we've all seen this, right? We've all seen this because, because those of us who are spiritually mature, you know, we listen to the word. We know the word of God. You know, when, when a person is speaking, we can hear what they're saying and we're like, you know what? That doesn't line up with the word of God, Right? Why? Because you are spiritually mature. You, you know the word of God and you know this doesn't sound right. This doesn't line up with what I've read in scripture, what I know about in scripture. But listen to this. Jesus is saying, and we've all experienced it, that sooner or later the false prophet gets exposed, right? And you realize that their lifestyle never matched the things that they were saying, right? And that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying there are are areas in their life that exposes the false prophet, that what they're saying is not of God because they don't believe it enough to live it themselves. Right? But it's not just the false prophet. It's not just the fruit produced in their lives. It's the fruit produced in your life as well. The ideas, the voices that you've been given influence to, what fruit is it producing in your life? If the voices that you've been given influence and access to your life, if they are pushing you away from people, that's the fruit. We become angry. We become bitter. We become full of rage. We become jealous. I was was telling, the earlier service, this story about my daughter. And I'm glad I have some more witnesses here. I, my daughter is so beautiful, y'all. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her dad. I'm saying that because she, she really is. Just like she, she looks exactly like my wife, and my wife is gorgeous, right? And so look, now, I'm, I'm telling you beautiful, y'all, really. My daughter is beautiful, 14. But she, she listens to voices, to the wrong voices, and guess what these voices produce sometimes? Insecurity. Right? M- to make you feel that you're not beautiful. My friend, you're listening to the wrong voices. Do you understand what I'm saying? What fruit are the voices that you've been listening to? What fruit is it producing in your life? That's how you can tell whether or not it's good or bad. You know how we do in our mathematics. We, you know, we try to, we, we solve the problem by, you know, reversing it, and then you can find out if you check your answer to make sure it's right. That's what you do. Look at the fruit it's producing in your life. If it's bad fruit, then the voices you've listened to have got to change. So three of the most, three of the most heavily guarded places in America it's time for trivia, Clint. It's time for trivia. They was doing a trivia last night at the, at the restaurant. Everybody was like, we know, I know. You know. So it's trivia time, trivia time, participatory time. Three of the most heaviest guarded places in America. Anybody know? Three of the most heaviest guarded places. Number one is the Federal Reserve, right? Of course. <laughs> That's why I blessed assurance. It. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm just playing. That was a joke. The Federal Reserve. And then for all my my veterans my fellow veterans also where fort knox right fort knox because that's where our secrets and some of our uh, treasures are right Uh, some of our uh, military secrets and things like that and who can guess what the other place is anybody area 51 So, we, and we all know that it's heavily guarded, we just don't know what's up in that joint, right? <laughs> like, woo, <woo-woo>, right? <laughs> they got flying saucers in that joint, Jesus, I'm telling you. <laughs> area 51, right? Area, area, area 51, heavily guarded places. Well, as I close on today, I want you to add to that list another heavily guarded place. And that is your ears. Amen. Add to that list your ears. Here's what the Bible says. Hear it now. Here's what the Bible says. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Did you hear it? Why? Because what you allow into the ear gate, you give access to your heart, and what you give access to your heart will begin to play out in your life. Do you all receive the word today? At Pilgrim, that's a sign that the sermon is over, okay? (laughs) You all received the word today? God bless you. God bless you.